Welcome to the Man Talks podcast. You're with myself, Nathan, and my co-host, Edwin. Our special guest is on an incredible weight loss journey. Weighing at his heaviest of 600 pounds, he decided enough was enough and something had to change. Despite his doubters, he has pushed through every mental hurdle to date. He's currently 260 pounds and has a target of reaching 210 pounds. With his determination and success, we have every reason to believe he will reach this goal. A warm, warm welcome and thank you for accepting this invitation, Anthony Lopez. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, how's it going? How's it going? Yo, I love that intro, man. They hype me up. They hype me up. <laughs> how's it going? Nice to meet you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming that on. We always we, we we hype out the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. Your story is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I think that's why we really wanted uh, our listeners to get to hear your story. But rather than start on a negative, I really want to start on a positive side. And I want you to go all the way back to your childhood and think of maybe an event where food was involved and it was a good memory. So maybe it could have been a birthday or maybe it could have been, I don't know, maybe something that happened at school. Can you just reflect and just talk to, to us through that? Well, yeah, that that would be an easy one, man, because uh, there's not a bad memory I have as a kid with, not, with food not in it. You know, you know what food is. So uh, it's just one of those things where I just enjoyed food. I grew up being Mexican and black, and we like to eat, you know. So I, I, all, I could tell you, you know, I have great memories with food at birthday parties at, you know, Disneyland and Osbury Farm at family get-togethers, you know, whatever it is. You know, this, it, my life. Uh, growing up was, I guess, in, in, in a nutshell, revolved around food, good times, bad times, happy times, is what we, you know, what we did, we just ate, we enjoyed eating, uh, as a family, uh, personally loved eating, you know what I mean, so, um, to, to, to point, pinpoint one happy time I have as a childhood with food, it would be way too difficult, yeah. but I will say that there's, like, my favorite picture I have as a kid with that food, food involved, like, I'm sitting on a toilet, I'm, like, probably, like, four years old and I have like this big old like chicken leg for like Knott's Berry Farm on and I was eating it and I just love that picture you know it's somewhere if I find it I'll send it over to you guys yeah. uh, I know my mom has it somewhere but you know I got a phone call oh but uh yeah I just in I enjoyed uh I enjoyed eating I enjoyed it I just enjoyed it Okay. And, and was there anything particular that you liked or were you, when you were younger were you chicken quite wings. open to me? I still oh, like wings. it now chicken wings <laughs> I, I, I still eat chicken wings you know I, I enjoy chicken wings I I was a big fan of chicken wing and pizza but the pizza kind of fell off a little bit now I'm more of like the, the cauliflower pizza you know what I mean I enjoy that uh, more than the actual regular pizza but uh, still to this day chicken wings I had chicken wings like two days ago and I don't regret it <laughs> I'm really intrigued. Um, you said that you are, you, you said you're half black, half Mexican. So being from the UK, we are, well, I can only speak for myself, I guess. I have not come across too many Mexicans, so I don't know too much about their culture. So in terms of food, um, can you just speak a little bit about the the food legacy and heritage of, you know, the Mexican people? Uh, well, being, you know, growing up, you know, being, you know, Mexican, you know, uh, it's a lot, it's, it's like, it's, it's no different. I mean, I really can't pinpoint the difference in the culture, I would say, but everything yeah. once again is, is yeah. food. You know, we, we enjoy eating, you know, our, our, I love burritos. I love Mexican food. I own a Mexican business, you know, a taco catering service. Like I generally love Mexican food. Like that's my t- go-to choice of food would be Mexican food if it wasn't wings, you know, but anytime, you know, birthday parties, Christmas, you know, weddings whatever it is just anything that we could you know anything we're all gathering anything we're all meeting up anything we're all hanging out there's definitely going to be a lot of food at the house especially at grandma's house you know mm. so uh the the culture is just you know rice beans tortillas everything you know but you, you if you guys had i'm not sure you guys have in the uk i'm assuming you guys have burritos in the uk yeah, yeah. You, know, you guys gotta you guys gotta move out man you gotta, you gotta come to california <laughs> Yeah, there's a few burrito places around there. I don't, I'm not sure if it's the same quality as the ones that you I have, agree. but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been in the UK, so I wouldn't know. But yeah, so that the the culture, I'm going to say they go side by side when it yeah. comes to food and, you know, every single gathering. I think it might be every culture. Uh, there's always food, you know, some some food's probably better than others. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, it's food nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. And, and moving away a bit from food, how, how was your relationship with exercise when you were younger? 
Uh, so I was always I was an active kid, but exercise, no, hundred percent. Like I, I love playing football. I hated practice. You know, I love playing basketball. I hated running back and forth. You know, so exercise with me was was it, it wasn't my best friend, but I knew that I needed to do that in order to play that game at the end of the week. So I got it done. I didn't like it. Um, obviously, being a heavier set kid, I was the slowest. It sucked the most for me. For my personal opinion, it sucked the most for me. But you know, so going like raising, getting raises, going to the gym, uh, you know, stretching in the morning, portion control, all that stuff. If you're asking that, I wasn't raised that way at all. I I didn't learn, learn portion control until I was 27 years old. To be completely honest with you. Okay. Um, what was your favorite sport growing up? Uh, football. Football. Okay. And and who do you follow? Who do you support? Uh, you know, it sounds crazy. I I don't have like my oh, this is my team. I'm a diehard fan. My uncle Dave who passed away from cancer when I was a kid. Uh, he was a Raiders fan, so I just carried on that legacy over with me. But if you ask my favorite football team, I just like to all watch the game just because I like being around my family and how into it they get. Yeah. But I can't see. I don't have a uh you know a, a Raiders jersey or Cowboys yeah. jersey or whatever it is. I just. I enjoy the actual sport, being around my brothers and, you know, and everyone that, yeah. you know, enjoys the, the game and just looking how they get into it. But for me personally, I don't, I don't watch okay. it. I don't, I don't, I don't wake up every Sunday and go watch football. I go dirt bike riding on Sundays. <laughs> and, and, and growing up um, during your teens, was there a, was there a gradual increase in terms of your weight or was that something that happened quickly? No, it was a gradual. It was it was definitely a gradual gain. Uh, I was always a big. I remember myself always being the biggest, you know, kid in the room at you know for my age, you know, in elementary school and you know junior high and high school. Uh, I was always the biggest one, um, and it was so. I would say it was gradually as I got older, I got bigger, you know. So um, getting into high school, obviously, I was already like around four hundred. Still played football, you know. Still was active, wrestled, did shot put and discus. But I was, you know, obese, you know, that's pretty much all I knew at that time. I was always the biggest person in the room. So saying that, so for my so, so yeah, you're saying you was the biggest person. So you acknowledge that you, you, you analyze that you saw it um, from your mindset. So your mental perspective, did that ever mm-hmm. do anything to you? Did you ever think to yourself, actually, I'm going to I'm just going to stay like this because maybe purely due to genetics. Did you just accept it? Um, were you confident? Did you lack confidence? How was your mindset considering you just knew that you was the biggest or yeah, the, the, the biggest for your age? I mean, I accepted my weight, but you, you hit it right there. You said confident. I was confident a hundred percent. I knew how I looked. I knew I was overweight. I knew I was fat. I knew I had man titties, but I didn't care. You know, no, I knew this about me. And if I wanted to change it at that time, I was going to change it. But if I didn't want to change it, I'm not going to change it because someone else said something. I wasn't going to change it because of uh, how someone looked at me or how a girl didn't like me or whatever it is. It's like in my in my head, like it's either going to like me for me or you don't like me at all. And that's it. You know, so the people I surrounded myself with and the people who I've known since elementary school would, you know, be able to say the same thing that, you know, I was super confident. You know, I I didn't think I was ugly. I didn't think I was less than because I was fat. And you're not going to treat me less than because I was fat. And if you did try to treat me less than you're fat, then, you know, I'm going to have something to say right back. You know, growing up being overweight, you got to have those jokes within seconds because people are going to, people got that one joke that you're fat. You know, I got to, I got to hit it where it hurts. You know, I got to hit it where I could change being fat, but, you know, they can't change certain things about their, you know, about their body that, you know, that maybe they don't like, you know, and I, that's what you have to do. So yeah, growing up, I was confident. My family raised me with confidence. My family raised me to love myself, to uh, believe in myself and that I could achieve anything I want to achieve if I want to do it, if I'm willing to put in the work. You know, so elementary school, people try to make fun of me and give me a nickname of nutty, but it never really stick because I would accept it because I knew that I was fat. You know what I mean? I knew I had a resemblance to Nutty Professor. <laughs> so it's, it's like, you know, oh, you say this joke and I look at him like, ah, that's kind of funny. You're right. And I walk away. You're like, well, that didn't hurt his feelings. Oh, so why am I going to say it? Because then you just look like a weirdo. Keep on saying the same thing. And no one really yeah. laughs anymore, you know? So, yeah, growing up, I was 100 percent confidence. I, I, I knew my self-worth. I knew what I was, you know, I knew that I love myself, you know, and I knew that I was overweight. So you, you can't tell me something I already know. You can't hurt my feelings if I already tell myself this every single day. So, and that's the same. And I'm telling you, that's how I thought in elementary school. You know, that's how much confidence I had as a, you know, nine, 10, 11 year old kid, you know, uh, is that, yeah, like I'm fat, but whatever. I have better shoes than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just, that's what it is. I had the confidence, you know, and I continued to, as my weight, 
progressed through, uh, you know, from elementary school all the way to high school until the day I decided to change my life, my confidence was just still there. It was, it's, it's a, there, there was like little bumps in the roads. You know, there was times where, you know, I got my feelings hurt from like a joke and it, cause it, cause the jokes always hurt. You mean at the end of the day, no matter what people say and how big they are and how comfortable they say on their skin and how much they love themselves, at the end of the day, there's no one that's overweight, obese, morbidly obese that doesn't wish they weren't in that body. Not saying they don't love themselves. I'm saying that they, not that they don't wish they're in that body. You know, because you go home and behind closed doors and you're like, damn, why does why doesn't this girl like me? Why does this guy like me? Or why did this guy make this joke about me? Or why does she yeah. say this about me? It hurts, but you just try to brush it off because you can't let people know that's insecurity. And, you know, when you're at that weight or when you're at the body that you're not happy with, you know, you would, wouldn't dare let people know that. So you have to lead off this persona that you're so unhappy. You're so happy with it and you love it and you accept yourself and you're just feeding all these lies. But at the end of the day, you know, you're not happy, you know, and that was me. You know, I love myself. I had confidence. But I looked in the mirror every single day when I got out of the shower and I seen a body that I wasn't proud of. It's, it's, it's interesting you said that because we, we've had we've had um, another guest in quite similar position as you and the one thing that she said is that her confidence she always had confidence no matter what people said she always had confidence in herself and it 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 shows you no matter how you are in life or where you are in life if you have confidence people don't know how to react to it they 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 don't know whether that yeah no no people people don't know didn't know how to react to me having confidence you know because you know Confidence and me wanting to change something in my body are completely different. You know, I can have confidence. I could go into a room at being over 600 pounds and know that I can make friends that day. But it doesn't mean there's not going to be those those other people that I didn't talk to who didn't get to know me, who didn't, you know, meet me and, and realize I'm a good person or not a lazy person or whatever it is. They're going to judge the heck out of me. You know, I knew I you I seen the faces when I walked in rooms. I seen people pointing night and i mean yeah being the biggest person inside of a room of 20 30 40 50 people i mean obviously you're gonna stare you know uh but i i didn't care because i love myself and if i wanted to fix it when i was ready to fix it i was going to fix it by that time i wasn't looking to fix it until you know later until later down the line then i started you know getting my stuff together but the confidence is is key and you know it's something i feel that is lacked you know from all ages you know is just confidence you know my my mom, my dad, my grandpa, my grandma, my uncle, my aunt, they all raised me with confidence. They all raised me to love myself. If I said, like, for instance, when I was like, you know, a little kid and I was playing with a toy and I broke it, I broke it, but I took it apart, trying to, you know, do something different and modify it. My grandma's like, oh, he's going to be an engineer. That's why he takes things mm-hmm. apart. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. Like, you know, they fed me with a confidence and, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's kind of upsetting to see these DMs and like comments that I'm getting of people lack of confidence, you know, like I want to give my confidence to them to know like, yo, like, yeah, you're not happy with yourself. You're not happy with your body. You're not happy with the life you created, but it's fixable, but you still could love yourself. Like you could fix the life and the body that you have. You know I mean, but that confidence I feel is like embedded into you since a kid. And it's something that is, is difficult to kind of break through and realize and, and love yourself for you, but realize you love yourself enough to fix a problem, you know? And the confidence is key, you know, and, and, and I can't stress that enough. I have social media DMs. I have a texting app. I have, you know, I get emails of just all these people that are just lack of confidence. And I wish I could just like take them all in with me and just show them that like they're worth it. And, and it was probably, you know, get them and maybe help them to start losing weight faster because if they have the confidence step in the gym. They have that confidence to go meet new people that are maybe in into their bodies and stuff like that. Then they might already lost weight. You know what I mean? Not giving anyone an excuse, but I know. I, I, I see every single day, I hear every single day, I read every single day about the lack of lack, yeah. lack of confidence some people have and how much really affecting their, their life. And I realize now, uh, even just speaking to you right now, and this is just blurting out, like how much I'm grateful for my family for raising me that way. Because, you know, being over 600 pounds, you know, some people probably couldn't take some of the, the words and the things that were told to me. You know what I mean? And that's how important conf- being raised with confidence is. And if you weren't raised with confidence, you need to start now because, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely change your whole life perspective, I feel. I'm intrigued about your family and friends. So as you were progressively gaining weight, was there a stage where someone maybe came to you and, I guess, shared their concerns or was there... I don't want to be rude. Was there, or was there just still a love? Did anyone just come to you and say, "Look, Anthony, yeah, yeah," and you're not be rude. No, um, yeah, my family. So I would get so 
and my whole family would always say, I tell my mom something. My mom might tell me something, my grandma, my grandpa especially. Uh, yeah, they were worried about my weight because it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But, uh, you know, it, I, I would get frustrated. You know what I mean? Uh, I would get upset. You know, I would get, like, very, very standoffish and, like, ah, oh, you know, they don't, you know, I don't want to talk about it, whatever. I would get mad because I knew it was a problem. You know what I mean? I wasn't happy that I was the biggest kid in elementary school, the biggest kid. In high school, you never want to be the fattest kid. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's just what you don't want to be, like, you're overweight in high school. It's when you start, you know, dating girls and going on dates and going out and all that stuff, you know? But, um, like, once again, I think <laughs> it was just too confident. <laughs> too confident I was, you know? Because it didn't affect me having girlfriends. It didn't affect me going out. It, it's, it's, I don't even think we haven't even have enough time in this podcast for mm-hmm. me to really dive in deep. I think we might be here for, like, a full 10 hours to really, like, tell you all the stories that I have, mm-hmm. you know, from growing up. Because there's a lot. There's a lot. You know, and uh, but yeah, it's it's. I think it was just too much. It was too much confidence. You know, but, but when my family would talk to me, I would be real shut office. You know, uh, when my mom would bring it up, I would get frustrated. When my, anyone would bring it up, I would get frustrated. I don't want to talk about it because I knew it was a problem. I just don't want to talk about it. You know, like I know that I'm fat. I know that I'm obese. Uh, I just didn't want to talk about it. I got really, really shut downish. I got really frustrated, and they would just change the subject right off the back. So people would bring it up to me. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, I don't want to talk about it. I, I, I just, you know, just, what, I just want to talk about What it. made you decide, you know what, enough is enough. I actually now believe I need to make a change. So that enough is enough uh, conversation has happened like seven times. I've been losing weight for the last 15 years. You know, I probably lost and gained, you know, probably lost over a thousand pounds in the last 15 years, to be completely honest with you. Like, feel like, you know, I would lo- lo- lose 100, gain 120, lose 100, gain, you know, 100 back and all that, you know. But like the final thing, that, uh, the the situation that really put me over edge is um, in, uh, my grandpa got diagnosed with cancer again. And uh, he's had cancer for for I think he had cancer for like five years. But it would it would they would have surgery, it would be gone, and then it would come back like a year or two later. And then he would they would have surgery, it would be gone, and then it'll come back. You know, so we're used to it. But this time was a little different. We all noticed a little a little change, um, a big change. And uh, I, I I stopped working. Um, I I owned a production company. I, I made videos for a couple big uh, people on YouTube. And I was filming every single day for, you know, that's how it led me into, you know, being with my best friend now. Uh, well, he's my best friend now, but that's how got me to met him, me, him is filming. And I started making all this content, all this for Instagram and YouTube and, and all that. So I would, you know, be at, I don't know if you're sure if you heard of SEMA, but I'll be there at 500 something pounds at that time, walk around camera equipment doing 17,000 steps because I wasn't lazy. I was just fat, you know. And uh, once my grandpa was diagnosed with cancer and I again and I realized we realized how bad it was. Uh, I stopped working. I 100% I completely stopped working. Uh, I remember, actually, I didn't stop working by choice. I got to say that my buddy Daniel, he actually told me, he's like, yo, like, you can't juggle working and then take care of your grandpa. And I don't want your grandpa to pass away with you having any regrets. And, you know, so he's like, I'm, I'm going to fire you. He's like, you're more than welcome back anytime when everything's said and done, but you need to go do it. And, and I knew I wanted to do that, you know, but I just knew that, you know, I had bills to pay, but I stopped working, man. I made that decision. I let, mm-hmm. I had a credit score of like 770, went to crap, stopped paying credit cards, only paid the bills that I really needed to pay. You know, the stuff that I, I you know, you should pay every, let me say, you should pay every single bill. But at this time I wasn't making any money. I was living off of credit cards and savings. So um, I stopped working. I took my grandpa every single day, day in, day out. I was doing stuff that hospice, you know, nurse should be doing, but he didn't want nurses and and doctors be showering them and touching them every single day. Like, you know, he still had pride. He wanted to go with pride. And I don't, um, I don't regret it. You know, I don't regret that at all of my life. And, you know, watching someone that you love so much uh, being taken away from you uh, at any age sucks. You know what I mean? And no one ever wants their grandpa. You know, my grandpa was my best friend. My grandpa was like, a, it was a father figure to me. He was everything to me, you know, really close to my grandpa. And um, the whole time this is going on, uh, you know, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. Uh, and I was eating. You know, eating was my crutch. Eating was my my drug. Eating was, you know, my my getaway. And like I told you in the beginning of this podcast, everything yeah. to do with, you know, good time, bad time, happy time. My family enjoyed eating, bro. I'm telling we had – I can't even explain. I wish I, I took pictures at this time of my life. Uh, you walk in and, like, you see a dinner table, <laughs> and it's not full of people. It's full of food. Different foods. It's full. Like, you know, it is literally a hometown buffet. 
on that dinner table where you couldn't even eat at the dinner table. You had to eat at the couch or something like that because it all was covered with food. And that was it for, you know, I just found this out. Um, this is how crazy I feel the mind is uh, and, the, and how it takes things in. So this whole time I've been saying podcasts and I've been actually wrong. Um, I thought my grandpa was alive for five to six months. And I lived with my grandma for another five months. Which was like nine, I think I was there for like 10, 11 months in total, right? My grandpa didn't even last five to six months. My grandpa lasted three months. My brain has shut down so much, so uh, such a big part of that year that everything, I, I, I'm I, just learning. I'm just kind of like, it's kind of like I had a concussion. And I'm just, everything's starting to pay, paint the pictures back. Because my mom was like, no. And she she showed me a picture of the first day we, we got notified that he had cancer. And the day we're at his funeral, I'm like, that was like not even three months. I'm thinking he lasted like six months, you know, and to me, like, it's just, you know, I'm word vomiting right now, but I'm just expressing how I felt feel during that time is like that, you know, my brain is like shut. It was such a traumatic time for me. It like shut down a lot of different things. And I forgot a lot of different things. Like I, 2018 is like nothing to me. Like I, it was, I just, it's like my brain doesn't want to remember anything. I can't tell you anything. I can't really can't tell. I only can tell you what my family was telling me they were going through and little things I remember. You know what I mean? But as in, like, how do you forget a whole year? I mean, I did. You know what I mean? Because I was watching someone that uh, that I love so much, you know, basically, you know, mm-hmm. deteriorate in front of my eyes and there's nothing I could do about it. So, you know, uh, I was eating. I was eating a lot. You know, I was probably mm-hmm. eating around 65, 7,500 calories a day, if not more. My sleeping schedule was messed up. Me and my Uncle Joe would go on shifts. He would take care of my grandpa. I would be sleeping X amount of hours and then vice versa. He would, you know, we were going shifts and then, you know, the whole morphine thing came into play and my uncle Joe couldn't really do it. He, you know, I, I was like, I'll do it. I'll give him the morphine. And, you know, uh, the, the, the hospice doctor, cause I, every single time they came over, I was the one to talking for him. I was the one there and they pulled me aside and uh, there was like a little altercation in my family about the whole morphine. My grandma wasn't happy that we we had to give him morphine while he was still sleeping. And uh, the doctor, or the nurse pulled me aside, which he meant nothing by this, but it was like the crappiest thing you could tell, you could have told someone. But he's like, you know, the 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 cancer is not going to kill your grandpa. It's the morphine. I'm like, well, thanks. Mm. You're telling me to give it to him while he's sleeping. And that was one of the hardest things that I laugh about it now because it's getting a little easier to talk about because I do so many podcasts. Before, uh, if you look back at my podcast I've done, I can't even, I couldn't even talk about it. Now it's just becoming a part of my story that I realize is a big part of my story because this is when I realized that, you know, life is not forever. You know, this is when I realized that, you know, my grandpa didn't have a chance to stay around longer for his family, but I do. You know what I mean? So if I didn't lose weight, I probably wouldn't be here with COVID, you know? And uh, once my grandpa passed away, uh, I was just put in this downhill spiral. It wasn't just losing my grandpa. It was now taking care of my grandma and her new life and, and, and what she's uh, dealing with and, and not having her best friend around anymore and her taking on her new her new way of living, you know? So I stayed there for a couple months and I came home uh, and I looked in the mirror and I was like, damn, like, you know, like I'm depressed. I've never been depressed in my life. Um, I'm so overweight. I remember walking up the stairs was like a pain in the butt. You know, I've never been like this. I never let myself go this much and, and, and to not have an answer for myself. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was just at such a lost point in my life. You know, I lost my best friend. Uh, my credit's messed up. I, I don't have too much money in my, I don't have pretty much any, realistically, I had no money in my savings. I just had credit cards and, you know, life sucked, man. It, it really sucked. And, and I, I, I had to like fight my demons for three days and had these crazy, you know, suicidal thoughts. And I've never been like this. And, and I, I will, I always like tell people like I wouldn't go through with it. But the fact that I thought about it, the person is telling you the mint confidence since he came out the womb. Uh, it was a very difficult time, you know. I, I had, my girlfriend was been with me this whole the whole time, you know, uh, and I just didn't care. Like I, I can't express to you how must messed up my mental was. You know, it was like I feel like it was lower than rock bottom. You know what I mean? Like I was like lower than low. Like I couldn't even describe it. You know, I, I, I lost my best friend. Um, I you know I didn't know my weight at the time. But I was like, you know, super big, breathing heavy, not sleeping comfortable, barely could put my shoes on. And and I was just, you know, I was just done. I was just tired. Like, I just, you know, I was just beat up, you know. So I went through about three days of that. And I kind of just woke up and I was like, you know what? Like, it's either I fix this or I die. And that's it. Like, there's no feeling bad for myself anymore. My grandpa's not here. His legacy is done. 
you know, this is my time. And he didn't have the chance to fix that because cancer took him away. But I'm going to I'm going to leave my brother and sister, my grandma, my grandparents that I have now, my mom, my dad, uh, because of my selfishness of eating, because I couldn't control my can't control myself and to put, you know, a food, a plate of food down and maybe go to the gym. Like I'm going to basically take my own life away. And I, I kind of like, you know, I call my buddy owned a gym and I said, hey, like, I want to come to your gym. And, you know, I, I gained a lot of weight. I look completely different than the last time you see me. And I was like, I just I just want to work out and I want to change my life. I want to get my life back. And that mm-hmm. was it. Like the, the turning point is, is I know it's a long story of that turning point, but that's everything that got me into what I really need to realize is that I'm being selfish by putting this much food in my mouth and not exercising. And I have a sister who's slow. You know, I have a little younger brother. You know, they both look up to me. You know, I have cousins. I have aunts. I have a girlfriend. I have grandmas. Like, uh, and they, I, my, my whole life, I've been, you know, catered to and, and loved so much. You know, I have to really, you know, I, I got to step it up, you know, and I got to stop being selfish and I got to get my life together. And, and there's, you know, and that was it, man. Like, that was my turning point, dude. Like, I realized that this if I don't get my shit together, I'm going to die. Man. It's so gripping. Your story is, is, is honestly so gripping. I've got so many questions. I guess I need to, I need to, um, wow, wow. I'm absolutely blown away. So I guess my first question is what were, with going back to food, so obviously you started going to gym, you you called up your your friend, but on the food side, what were the first few changes that you started making? So it was, it was what everyone does, chicken, fish, rice, you know, vegetables, stuff like that. But I've lost weight before, you know, I've, 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 I've been on diets. I've had custom meal plans. So I basically took everything that I, I knew. We all know how to lose weight, man. You know how to lose weight. The person, people that are listening to us knows how to lose weight, right? You control your eating, you go to the gym, you do some exercises and you, you know, you, that's it. You control yourself, everything in moderation. It's just, that's the hardest thing to do, you know? So I knew how to lose weight. But being over 600 pounds, um, over, oh, I forgot to say in that time too. And during that time I got on the scale and that's where I knew I was over 600 pounds. It, mm-hmm. it, my scale went up to like 600. It said error. So I forgot to bring that in. So that's mm-hmm. all. I don't know what I was at over 600. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm currently training someone right now that's 630 pounds. And I was actually, I looked bigger than him. So I don't know what I personally was. So I say 600 plus, um, but it took me about a month for the scale to read, me, you know, and coming into the food, Homemade stuff, you know what I mean? Homemade food, chicken, fish, rice. You know the real cookie cutter. Don't want to season anything. Seasoning's bad for you. You know how everyone hops on. That's what I was doing. But the fact that I was over 600 pounds and I was working out for an hour a day, five to six times a week, I was losing weight. You know, and being at over 600 pounds, there's something that people need to know because when I first started documenting my journey and I told them how fast I lost 100 pounds, um, people couldn't comprehend it. You know, when you're that big, your body doesn't want that much fat around its heart. It doesn't want that much fat in your body. Mm. So if you're doing, if, I, if you went from doing zero amount of movement other than a normal movement of walking and you add in an hour a day of punching a bag and, and you know, doing whatever I can, doing wall pushups, you're going to burn so much more calories. If I work out for an hour at 600 pounds and you work out an hour for 200 pounds, whatever you weigh, I'm going to triple, triple or quadruple those calories burned because it's my body's doing so much more work. You know what I mean? And yeah, so I lost 105 pounds and I was like, yo, like I, 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 I stuck to my eating. I stuck to being in the gym. I stuck to being active and I put in the work and I realized that I didn't want to do this. Again, you know, I was like, I didn't want to have to redo this. I need to retrain basically everything I learned as a child, as a child, as a kid, you know? So I started looking into like the gastric sleeve. I figured that would be like the, the best bet for me. And for that time, when getting that surgery, it was the best move for me. It was a great tool. I want to hop on and say that that surgery did not, you know, the only time you, that's for sure weight loss is the day you have the surgery until about another three weeks later because yeah. you're stuck on like the liquid, but it's not a for sure thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people, when they hear that I had the surgery, like, oh, that's why you lost weight. That's <laughs> the furthest from the truth. But it does, it's a great, it was a great tool. But a year into that, I realized with what I wanted to go, how I, I saw my physique going. Uh, if you guys see now, I have muscles. Yeah. So I started to, I had to stretch my stomach out in order to eat a lot more food. You know, I had to, I've been, I'm eating right now like five cups of rice and I eat about six, six seven times a day, you know, because of the amount of, I'm in the gym and stuff like that. And uh, after getting the surgery, I, 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 you know, I took two weeks off and they told me that I can't go to the gym for two months. I only took two weeks off and I got in the gym. 
because I knew that I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this right. Like I'm the type of person, if I'm going to dive in to this weight loss, I'm going to give it 110% and I'm going to go from uh, being like this morbidly obese and close to death guy to this ripped guy one day. Like I'm, I, that's how I am. I'm really competitive. You know, I really want to just like everything. I want to do the best, yeah. the best, the best. And that's where I, it's where I'm right now, you know, and uh, I don't, I, re- I don't regret anything because people, it's, it's a trip. I don't sometimes recognize my own self, you know, the craziest thing ever. Discipline. Is discipline something that discipline. you had when you were younger? Or was that something that you developed during this journey? Discipline is definitely something that I developed in the beginning of this journey. Uh, I didn't have discipline, you know, because if I had discipline, I wouldn't have ate so much, you know what I mean? So I can't really say I had discipline. <laughs> um, it was taught to me, you know, it was, it was true, but I'm hard-headed, you know, mm. I had to, had to do it my way, the AJ way, right? <laughs> the Anthony way. So, um, yeah, discipline is something that I, would, I built over my adulthood, you know, me getting older and learning that, you know, not everything has to be 100%. Just because there's a plate there doesn't mean you have to fill it up with food. Just because there's a cup there doesn't mean you have to finish a drink. And that's something that as a kid, you know, you're always told like, hey, there's kids that are starving. Finish your food, you know. And to me, that's the worst thing you can tell your kid. You know what I mean? Finish your food because you could get big and strong. That's the worst thing you you could tell your kid. Because if your kid says not hungry and you get mad at them, now that you're just embedded to their head that that plate always needs to be finished every single yeah. time they're done, every single time they get off the table. And if there's another plate, there's food on them, they should probably finish that too because there's kids starving, so why let this food go to waste? So that's the worst worst thing a mom and dad can tell a kid is, you know, finish your food, there's kids starving. Finish your food if you want to be big and strong. Yeah. They're going to get big. I don't know about strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, how, you know what I mean? That's, that's, just, that's just it. You know, I didn't learn portion control uh, until I got older. I didn't know nutrition until I got older. Uh, I didn't know moderation until I got, until I got older, you know? Mm. Part of this journey, um, is about rewarding yourself and rewarding yourself correctly. So as you were going down in weight, how were you rewarding yourself? So the, 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 the set, the second, or the first biggest time I've lost weight, I was trained, uh, by someone who, no BS, and that's what I needed in my life, right? And he always told me, like, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, 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 you know, four ten or whatever, blah blah. And then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends, and I said, why? Are you a, are you a dog? Do you, you, you give yourself a treat every single time you do something good? Are you, a, are you a dog? Are you a cat? <laughs> like, you know what I mean, are you an animal? Because that's what, they, that's what we do with animals. Why are you gonna reward yourself with a treat? And that's one thing I live mm. by, you know. And it's like, yeah, every single time I do something good, you don't need to be rewarded. Mm. You know, reward yourself verbally. But not okay. I did. I did good. I'm gonna go to McDonald's mm. today. Like you just went against everything you just worked for, you know. So I gotta say, I don't reward myself. There's times where I want to have something and I eat it because I don't restrict. I don't believe in restricting myself because then it's like when you're restricted for so long, right? Like someone says, no, you can't touch that. No, you can't touch that. as a kid, as a growing up, as an adult. You can't touch that. You can't touch that. When you get to that age and make your own decision, you're gonna touch that thing every yeah. single day. You know what I mean? You're going to rebel and be like, I was told no for so long. I'm touching this thing every single day. Same thing with food. I'm not going to restrict myself. You know, I, I don't believe in that. I also don't believe in rewarding myself. I have, it's my job to be a good human. It's my job to be a good person. It's my job to treat my body like my temple. So I'm not doing good because, you know, the, a mom and dad is not doing good because they're good parents. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be good parents. You, know, you don't get treated for being yeah. a good parent. I don't get it. There's no, uh, you know, you treat your body good yeah. award. You know, it, it's, it's, you're supposed to treat your body good because you only have one of these, you know? So I don't believe in treating myself. And the people that I talk to and the people I train right now, I tell them the same thing. Like, oh, when I get to 210, I'm going to, I'm going to go get pizza. I'm like, no, have pizza tomorrow. Why wait till you, you don't treat yourself because you got there. Don't give yourself, you know what I mean? It's always good to set goals, but not nothing food related. Se- separate that food, that the relationship with food. You know what I mean? And when you, when you get to 210, why don't you go, you know, skydiving or snowboarding or, you know, something like that. To get rid of that whole, I'm going to give myself a, a slice of pizza when I do this. We're not, we're not dogs. You know, we're not, we're not pets, you know? So I never rewarded myself. I've always been proud of myself. I've always set little goals. I set big goals and I loved it when I reach them and, and I express myself when I reached them. And, uh, you know, my things right now is like, I went to Six Flags for my first time in years, Disneyland for my first time in years, snowboarding and me and my brother, you know what I mean? My, so those are my treats you know i i can't i hate being at home because i felt i spent so much time at home so much time at the dinner table so much time in fast food lines Mm -hmm. i hate to do it where i literally get stressed out i get annoyed being in these those places i just named to you 
you know? So, yeah, so I never treated myself, but I do eat things. Yesterday, I had, you know, we went to the, uh, I forget the name of the place we had. We went out for breakfast and then had, like, this freaking cinnamon toast waffle. I, you know, only half of it, but, you know, I enjoyed it, you know what I mean? And then we had, you know, we had tried, I had ice cream, you know, yesterday. Like, I still eat, you know what I mean? But I know what that is a consequence, you know? Every action mm-hmm. has a consequence. So if I choose to put crap in my body, then I have to work that crap off, you know what I mean? So that's, yeah, so I never treated myself, but I don't restrict myself. I just know portion control. I know moderation. I know how it is to be consistent, but I also know that there's certain needs and wants that our bodies are going to need. You know, I'm not ever going to go on a date with my girlfriend, right, or go eat out. So I'll mm-hmm. be lying to you guys. I did that yesterday. I did it twice yesterday. But I know how much work I need to put on that Stairmaster. You know, I know what, how much work I need to do today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't treat myself. I don't, I don't treat myself. I think restri- restrictions are something that can end up having a a terrible impact because when you put restrictions on yourself and you don't follow what you set set out, it can end up, the consequences could end up worse. Yeah. Cons- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> consequences can be worse. It's like, uh, it's, uh, it's like when you you're growing you grow up right whatever religion you want to use you grow up that religion your family's family's really strict you can't have a boyfriend you can't go out above this you can't do that you can't do this and even a story in my life where i i this i this scene has happened to me so a little friend of mine no 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 can't do this can't do this they want to do the bible doesn't say this and i you know all this stuff and then when they turn 18 <laughs> oh my gosh she started like getting these crazy makeup wearing girls the everything like everything that family was against this mm. guy did you know because he was restricted for so long and didn't get a taste of it like maybe he didn't like it but now he's doing mm. it to be rebellious you know what I mean? So no, like I know, no, I don't believe it. Don't restrict yourself. If you feel like waking up today and going for a hike and then going having an ice cream with your girlfriend and boyfriend, do it. You know what I mean? Just just know it's moderation. You don't need five scoops. You don't need a whole tub of ice cream. You know what I mean? It's moderation. Everything is moderation. There's no food that's like, oh, this food is bad for you. Obviously, you don't want to stay away from the processed stuff, but everything in moderation, everything has how many ounces for how many calories, you know, how many this for how many calories. We don't pay attention to it, but, you know, if you have, you know, eight dino nuggies, that's mm. 410 calories. Okay, that's two servings. That's not, that's not bad, but you don't have, you don't make a whole, the whole bag of your dino nuggies and then eat it because now you just walked into like an 18, 1900 mm. calories. You get what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's, it's knowing you, it's knowing what you're putting in your body, knowing what you're, you're doing to yourself, knowing that what, what consequence is going to come from these actions you're taking what made you decide that you wanted to document your story to the world? I did not want to document this, this journey. I did not want. So I had a, I had a car YouTube mm. channel. I'm be honest, man. Mm. I had pride. You know what I mean? I, I had confidence. I love myself and I had pride. And, you know, I had a car YouTube channel. I think I read, at that time I was sitting in like 6,000 or whatever followers. I just had a viral video go. So I was starting to get a lot of views and stuff like that. And uh, I didn't want to post up my uh, my weight loss, bro. Like that's that's something that's my insecurity. That's something that I didn't like about myself. And that there's people are already talking crap that I was a you know five hundred six hundred mm. pounds inside of a Camaro. You know what I mean? But I, I always bled that positivity. I've always you know I've always kept like those positive vibes, man. You know I I, I didn't let I didn't delete comments, but I didn't re, I didn't you know give them any attention. Uh, so you know I I want to be known as like that big guy who has a fast Camaro. You know, not that big guy, not that big guy with 600 pounds, you know, and obviously common sense, looking at my pictures, looking at my videos, looking at my content, you could see how, how big I was, you know, but I, I just had pride. So my buddy told me, he's like, yo, like, if you're going to do this, you know, you got to post it like you're a relatable person. You have the personality for like YouTube and that people relate to you and like you bleed, you know, your energy to people. So you got to post it. I'm like, hell no, I'm not. I'm not posting it, bro. Like, no way. I'm not going to post me super big and then you know what i'm gonna do and uh one day i did i posted i think i lost like 100 pounds at this time so there's a a, there's a noticeably difference uh and i posted like i made like a video for tiktok and it was like a couple clips of me working out and where i was and then where i'm at now and it went viral bro so i i i I want to i don't know the exact day so i'm saying i was on a saturday right i posted on a saturday night i made the video i was like bro i'm gonna post it he's like post it i'm like i don't want to and then yeah i post it i go to sleep my phone's completely charged when I go to sleep. Wow. I wake up, my phone's dead. And I when I turn my I'm like, what? That's weird. So I plug it in and when it turns on, my like, dude, my notifications are like ding 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 ding. Like I couldn't use wow. my phone for like 35, wow. 45 minutes. And I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh no. 
Like I, I was like, mm-hmm. didn't know how to really take it in, you know? And then, so I look at my, finally get my, my, turn my notifications off and I go on my TikTok. I think at that time I had like maybe 1200 yeah. followers, maybe even less. I had a hundred, like 27,000 followers and that video was at like <laughs> 2.8 million views. And I was like, no, I was actually upset. Like, this is not what I wanted to know for. Like, this is not, this is not what anyone wants to go viral for, you know? I wasn't thinking where I'm, I wasn't, I didn't know that that, that Anthony was going to be this Anthony today. Let me say, now it's a blessing. Mm. I'm just telling you what's going on that time. Uh, but yeah, I went viral, man. And it was like 2.8 million views, all these comments, some very hurtful, some uh, funny, some awesome. But the main thing is a lot of people were like happy. Like a lot of people related to this. A lot of, I seen, it was like when I started really diving into the comments, like, man, like this motivated people like this this really helps someone go to the gym today or, you know, whatever it is. And it, it, it's been a, a, it's been a snowball effect from, from then, you know what I mean? And I post up the content I post up every single day. Uh, I only talk on my, my, my uh, social medias when I feel that my voice should be heard yeah. and I have something really good to say. I don't feel that you you're motivated every single day. So I feel like I shouldn't talk every single day. Uh, but I do post content every day me in the gym in the morning, me in the gym at night, me training people. And I always have like a cool little caption, you know, but, that's just been my content. You know, I haven't stopped posting. Uh, I'm blessed with this, this work, this voice and the weight loss community that I want to use for uh, a good and, and to motivate and inspire people and show people that, you know, no matter where you are in life and no matter how hard it gets, no matter how much you messed up, you could still love yourself and then want to fix it. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, we want to be around for our family. We want to be around for ourselves. You know what I mean? We have, we have, we have goals to reach. We have, you know, stories to build. We have, you know, people inspired, you know, and it's, you know, that's why I post my content because if I could post my content having all this crazy amount of extra skin and not care, people are like, well, why? And then I could go to the gym. I could walk in the gym. If I'm not, middle, I was over 600 pounds walking to a gym. They're 20 pounds overweight. They're like, well, I could go, you know, and that's what I'm realizing that, you know, my weight loss is not just reaching morbidly obese or obese people. It's reaching people with lack of confidence, people that, you know, don't know what to do, people that, you know, are, you know, maybe we're bullied. Like, it's so many people because, you know, being overweight is not uh, 500 pounds overweight. Being overweight is being overweight, you know, and that's it. And it becomes relatable. So I just share my stories that some people won't relate with it because they weren't 600 pounds. But it kind of opens up their eyes like, oh, well, I never thought of it that way. Or, oh, you know what? I'm only 50 pounds overweight, but I did that. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it just turned into that, and, and now we're here, and uh, it's it's just a blessing. I mean, it's such a blessing uh, that I've been given this opportunity and this voice, and uh, I'm, I'm learning every single day, and my goal is, you know, to keep helping people every single day. Did it, when, when it all sunk in, started to sink in, did, was there a point when you thought everything happens for a reason? I didn't understand it, man. I didn't understand it. Like, you know, I, there's so many badass people right now that are losing weight, man. Like people with one leg, people with one arm, you know, and I, I didn't, I can't really pinpoint of why it was me. You know, maybe it, I, a lot of people always told me I'm a relatable person. A lot of people always say they love my personality. It's as outgoing. They, they love my energy. And I think over the course of, you know, X amount of time of me growing up, I heard it so much from my family. It's like when you hear from your family, it's like, okay, they have to say that, you know. But now it's becoming my reality that people do relate with me and people do like my personality and people do want to hear my stories. And, you know, so it, it still doesn't make sense to me, but I accept it. And, and I love the opportunity and I'm grateful and I'm going to keep, you know, going and I'm going to keep pushing myself and I'm going to keep motivating people. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, to me, I, 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 I can't tell you, like, this is why people like me. You know, I'm just Anthony Lopez at the end of the day, a, per, a person that needed to change his life around, and everyone supported me, and they got motivated, and they want to know more about me. And now, like, you know, I've been on, like, Good Morning America, NBC, Access, Hollywood, ESPN's posted me multiple times. You know, I just kind of got contacted by, you know, <laughs> Oh, actually, say that. I'm glad I didn't say that. But a big, you know, a big TV show, you know, and 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 sponsored by, you know, a bike company, and, a, and a, you know, what I mean, it's like it, I can't even like my life. It's like you get to a point of I got to a point where it's like, holy crap! I can't believe this is going on. What can top this? 
and then I get an email or uh, a whatever a email or a DM from a company or a whatever it is, and I'm like, okay, well, holy crap, how do I top this now? It's just it just keeps going, but you know, um, my mom and my gram my grandma always tell me like it's because people, and it, I was actually even told by a, a, a San Diego Chargers player the other day. He just met me that within that 45 minutes. He's like, he's all you know, talking to you. You know, I see how pure you are. I see how much you want to do this. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe people know that I'm not, you know, yeah. like smoking mirrors. Like, this is me. Like, we're sitting in my room right now, you know, just telling you about my life and how I thought and, and where my mental was in this whole stage. And uh, I'm really blunt. I'm really keep it real. You know, I talk about embarrassing thing, things. I talk about personal things. Um, but I what I've learned during this whole situation, this whole process is that the most uncomfortable story for me to talk yeah. about are the most relatable for other people. When I talk about how much I hate my skin, people relate with it. When I talk about how embarrassed I was walking into restaurants at 600 pounds, even though they weren't 600 pounds, they still relate with it because maybe they're 100 pounds overweight or 50 pounds overweight. You know what I'm saying? Or being the biggest person in the room. It doesn't have to be the fattest person. Be the biggest person can be the tallest person. You know, I've had DMs like that too where it's like, you know, this is just me. This is my life story. This is this is how I was raised. This is how I choose to look at life. This is how I choose to approach my life, you know? And, uh, yeah, it just <laughs> maybe that's what it is. I'm trying to figure out right now why it was me, but, you know, I can't figure it out. But I'm blessed and I'm grateful for the opportunity. And I want to keep pushing people to, to not only be better, mm-hmm. but to do better, not only physically, but mentally, you know? Because mental is a big, very big, big part of this, you know? And I feel... Um, Going back to what I was talking about, the whole suicidal thoughts and being depression, uh, being depressed. I never believed in depression before. I never believed in it at all. I didn't. I thought it was like, oh, it's a mental game. You know, I'm over 500 pounds. I'm 400 pounds. I wasn't depressed. You shouldn't be depressed. And while I went through that, um, I realized it was it was nothing. It was, it was nothing to mess with, man. You know what I mean? It was nothing. Being depressed had is is not just a personal thing it's a mental thing it's an imbalance for sure but i didn't believe it until until i went through it and crazy how life works out man it's crazy fast forward a couple you know a couple months after i i'm on my weight loss journey maybe almost a year my one of my closest buddies was going through something a very very difficult time in his life and and he had depression and i was able to deal with that and help him be there for him because i got to experience it and he was at the hardest time of his life and if i didn't learn everything I did when I took care of my grandpa and go through my own depression, I wouldn't be able to help him because I didn't believe in what he was going through. But seeing that I went through it, so life works, man. Like it was, everything was put in my place for a reason, you know? So by me going through the worst time of my life that gave me depression, I got to relate and adapt to what he's going through. And I got to help him through one of the hardest times of his life. And, you know, we both made it out stronger, you know what I mean? So that's how crazy life is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster, man. But, you know, I'm here for the ride. If you were to hold a a parent convention and the mission of that convention was to highlight the legacy of child obesity due to cultural um, habits, what would be some of the topics that you would like to cover to show parents that part of their way and education of food is is the reason for some of you know child for, for some of their children's obesity uh the one i was i would bring up is that the don't tell your kid about the whole you know the whole don't finish their finish their food I, I literally i think i have it in my notes it's like i was thinking about titling like a book like that i can't remember i can't find i was on my obviously on my phone so i can't search my notes yeah. but i believe i i I've had the opportunity, people, a couple people came up to me about, you know, writing a book. And I think that's what I wanted to name the title, something around there. But other than food wise, I would go into, you know, you got to raise these kids with, you know, with love. You know what I mean? You got to raise these kids with support. You know, you got to raise them with, you know, confidence because, you know, boys and girls, like they can't go out looking for that confidence. They shouldn't have to build their own confidence. You know, to me, uh, this is a ballsy, ballsy thing to say, but I really mean it. So I always say it. I don't ever hold my tongue. It's like, to me, confidence is is like racism. It's built at home, man. That's what I believe in that. If you give, if you have, if you're, if you have confidence from your household, from every single day you wake up, from your family lets you know that they believe in you. 
then you're going to do it. No, it might be a lie, right? Like, oh, I want to be an astronaut, you know, and your kid, you know, you got to be an astronaut at 600 pounds, but hey, you're going to be an astronaut. You know? But when you're a kid, you're a sponge and everything and positive or negative, you're sucking in. So why not to be positive? You know, raise these kids to be positive, raise these kids to not worry about what other people say, you know, raise these kids to not, you know, care about how many likes they get or, or whatever it is. And it's difficult. I know it's difficult because I'm a like poor to myself, <laughs> but, and I have to check myself, but you know, if they get the confidence and the love and the support from home, they don't go looking for it for other places. They don't try to replace that love that they're lacking from their mom and dad with food. You know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. It, it literally could, could be that, you know, good morning hug and good morning kiss and saying that they're, you know, they're going to be the best today. That might stop them from getting that food addiction or we'll even say drug addiction or drinking it, whatever it is. You know what I mean? But the fact that I'm just going off to of how I was raised, I was given confidence. I was always told that I was going to be something. I was always told that I am someone and I was always told not to sell myself short. And this is what came from it. You know, I was over 600 pounds and you would never even think if you were talking, you wouldn't even think I was 600 pounds. This guy, you think he has a six pack, you know, and, and it's because of how my family chose to raise me. And my mom for a while was a single parent. So there's no excuse of that. You're busy. You make time, you know, just like the gym, you make time for what you want to do, you know. So it's 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 going to be a learning process for everyone, every mom, dad, brother, sister. It's it's not just a mom and dad's job. You know, if they're raised that way and they're raised with that confidence, then it's going to bleed over to their brother. It's going to bleed over to their sister. It's going to bleed over to their uncle. You know what I'm saying? You know, and 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 really teach them nutrition. You know, that's something that's not taught enough in school. You know, in school they you know mm. we get all this processed fake food, all this nonsense. We got a salad mm. bar, but you have you know. <laughs> a pound of ranch with you know goldfish and crouton you know what i'm saying and like it's not even salad that does anything it's not even you know what i mean it's not it's this it's literally just water you know what i mean it's not uh it, it, yeah nutrition and and portion control and realizing and, and, and knowing your kids enough to when they're full and they're sitting there playing with their food and just taking a bite like oh you don't have to eat no more you know what i mean it's really just diving into like that that time that is taken out of your, you know, their childhood, but you're teaching them is going to help them go a long way. You know, I'm not saying my mom did wrong. I'm not saying my dad did wrong. I'm just saying that if I did have the confidence with my nutrition and, 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 um, portion control and, and, you know, being active other than just a sport, I don't know what I could have been or what I could have done or how much, you know, or, you know, but, it, but, you know, I'm supposed to be where I'm at. This is where I'm supposed to be right here. But, you know, I know when I have my kid, they're going to know about nutrition. You know, they're going to be outside more than they're inside playing games. Uh, they're going to know about portion control. They're going to have, the, you know, I'm going to teach them how to cook healthy food. We all like pizza. We all like, you know, chicken wings. We all like um, cheeseburgers. All that stuff can be made at home and be way less calories and way less processed food in it. You know what I mean? And it's stuff that I lo I'm looking at as, as I'm talking to you and I'm thinking about, and this is how I'm going to raise my kids. I'm going to lead by my example, you know, my brothers and my sisters and my kids and my God kid and my God, my godson, you know, and, and that's what it is. It starts at home, man. You know what I mean? The confidence, nutrition, you know, being active, you know, people, parents come home and they're tired. They work eight hours. They work nine hours. They work 10 hours. They don't have time to take their kids out to the playground. You need to make time. You know I mean, it's not, you don't find the time. You make the time, right? Because we make time to go get our nails done. We make time to go hang out with our boys. We make time to play Xbox, but you, you need to make time for your kids and you need to lead by example. Even though you're tired, I'm tired every day, man. I'm in the gym six hours a day, Monday through Saturday, Monday through Saturday, three hours of myself training and another three hours of me training other people. I'm tired, but in the day it's not, it doesn't matter because this is better than myself and I'm helping change other people's lives. So I make time. You know what I mean, I make time. I still have to work a full-time job. I still have bills to pay. I still have my credit to mm. fix. You know what I mean? But I make time because I know that this is better in my life. You know, we need to stop falling into this trap of excuses that we don't have time. Because we have time. Because I know when you look on your iPhone, it says you've been on, you know, Instagram for, you know, 22 hours this week. That's 22 hours. That's almost a full day you have. You know what I mean? You don't find it. You make it. And you make that time for your kids because you, you are... You know, you are their leader right now. You know, they're looking to you for answers and, and, and to be taught and guided a certain way. And if you're not doing that, you're discrediting them. You know what I mean? And then they're going to fall into a trap like I did where they might might use food as a drug. Or they might use drugs as drugs. You know what I mean? And we don't know. You know what I mean? It, it starts at home. 
And that's one thing I, I would always push to these parents. Make time. Stop stop looking for it. No, there's no there's no perfect day. You know what I mean? The, the sun's not going to be at the perfect height and the weather's not going to be perfect to take your kids out to play. No, you go do it. You know what I mean? So, and that's just pretty much it. And those are like probably the two topics I would talk about. Or if that's three, I'm not sure. But, you know, it, it, something needs to be done and something needs to be said. And it, I've wasted so much of my life working on my body, teaching myself how to eat, not be so indulging. I mean, like, it's already been three years that I've been doing this. How much, you know, how much have I lost, you know, from doing this? Like, how, how much time have I put into this weight loss, you know? Uh, and it probably could have been fixed if I was, you know, taught a little bit more as a kid. But loving yourself is is another thing, too, is like, you don't have, you know, we, we live in this life where we we see like these, you know, perfect girls and perfect guys and, and we want to look like that, but we're never going to look like that. You know what I mean? But you, you don't, you, you're yourself, you know, you are yourself, love yourself, but know that there's something about you that you want to fix. You know what I mean? And that's just it. Finn, this is my last question to you. So if someone was going through what, what you've been through and they're at the point where they want to make a change, but they felt like giving up, what are the things you would say to them to motivate them to not give up? What would I say? You're not. Uh, you're worth it. You know, when you're at the end of the day, you're you're worth it. You're worth the body you want. You're worth the life you want. You're worth the you know the story you want to tell. But you have to put in the work. There's nothing that is easy. There's nothing that is worth having. It's not worth fighting for. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's not it's not possible. You know, we all want to give up. The easy route is giving up. The easiest thing you could do right now is give up, right? That's the easiest thing you could do. I gave up my whole entire life, and it got me over 600 pounds mm-hmm. close to death. That's not a life we want to live, you know? So why give up on yourself? You, you know, you're worth it. You know, love yourself, but love yourself enough to fix a problem that you want to fix. You know, love yourself enough to see that there's something that is not right and that you have the opportunity to fix it. Because there's some people that don't have opportunity to fix problems that they have. You know what I mean? My sister's slow. She doesn't have opportunity to fix that problem but I have opportunity to fix me being a beast. You mm. know what I mean? And that's something that, you know, really, really sits heavy on my heart, you know, especially watching my grandpa go, what he went through is because he didn't have the opportunity to, to fix that. He didn't have, there's, he couldn't go to the gym and, 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 and work off cancer. You know what I mean? He couldn't, you know, eat the right stuff and work off cancer. Like his, 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 his days were counted. You know what I mean? And that's when I realized that I was being selfish and, that's when we need to realize that we're being selfish and, you know, we're doing the wrong things and we know we're doing the wrong things. And that's the worst thing we could do is know you're doing something wrong and continue mm. to keep doing it, you know? So don't give up, you know, giving up got you in this predicament where you're at right now, you know, a, a body or a lifestyle you don't like, you know, we, we, you've already took that road, right? We don't like it. We don't like this road. We don't like how it makes us feel. We don't like how it makes us look. You know what I mean? We don't like how, how, when we look in the mirror and what we see, right? Whether it be physical or mental. You know, so we've already gave up before and we already took the road and it, 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 we didn't, it's not for us. So why don't you try to take the, no, the next road, you know, not giving up, pushing through, you know, realizing that you're worth it, you know, pushing through those tough days, going to the gym on the day you don't want to go, you know, doing something you don't want to do, feeling uncomfortable, you know, do that. Try something new and I guarantee something new is going to happen. Okay. Anthony, how can people get in contact with you? Um. So there's two, well, I mean, Across the, the board, Heavy 2 Modified is on all social medias. Um, and then I do have my link tree, my, all my bios, you know. Uh, but yeah, Heavy 2 Modified. And on there, I have a text me app. You could literally text me. I, I can't respond <laughs> back to all of them, but I respond back to a lot, you know. And I do have the app, fitness app dropping too for people that, you know, don't live local to me. They can't come train with me in Orange County. I have an app with all my workouts from my arm workouts to what I was doing at over 600 pounds in the gym, you know. So I'm pretty excited about talking about that and i have i have a fitness app mm-hmm. now that's crazy <laughs> three years ago i was i i couldn't even fit through a door <laughs> now i have a fitness app you know um but uh yeah man the heavy to modified you know on all platforms they can you know follow me they can scroll down and see my you know very first post and you know be up to date with my weight loss i post daily you know pictures videos workouts motivation and uh yeah, man, you just, you know, just, just, just watch me just, you know, give my life 110%. And I want people to do the same with me. You know, I always tell people, uh, I'm not only, you're not only a part of my journey, I'm now a part of your journey. You know, you're part of my story and I'm part of your story. You know, let's, let's, let's write this together. Guys, the first thing that you should do after listening to this is download it and keep on listening to it and share it with anybody that's going through anything. This 
is not just a normal story. This is a unique story that has a lot of mindset hacks. Um, the confidence that we have seen in and and that we hear in Anthony is just it's beautiful, and it's. It's something that for myself personally, I'm mind blown. I'm going to download this, even though this is part of my um, podcast. This is something that everybody needs to hear. So I would really encourage you all, as soon as you hear this, you download it for yourself, but then you start sharing it. And this is not really for mind talks. This is really to save lives. This is really to get people into a shift, shift in that mindset. And there are so many things, there were so many gems that Anthony dropped and it would honestly be a tragedy, absolute tragedy, if um, the world doesn't hear this. So, guys, I'm mind blown. Edwin, <laughs> looking at his face, he doesn't know what else to say. He's mind blown. <laughs> Anthony, honestly, um, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, no I'm looking forward to this coming out. And guys, until next time, stay healthy, stay blessed. And yeah, we're just absolutely mind blown. God bless. <laughs>